You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds Decline Appraisal, and most importantly, your host of this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Let's get into it. The global economy, the coming wave of lockdowns. Nobody's looking forward to this, are they? Everybody's kind of looking at the cases of the coronavirus going up, going up, going up, going, gee, if we ignore this long enough, will this bad boy go away? It's not going away, people. It's not going away. And I'm afraid we're going to have, we're going to have some lockdowns and they're not going to be pretty. A bunch of other countries have already done that, right? But not necessarily lockdowns, but it's kind of ratcheted down some of their restrictions. Here in, uh, here in Washington, our case, our new cases have been going through the roof. Hospitalizations are up. Death count, not so much. Minimal, minimal death count. But if those hospitalizations get to that point where hospitals are overwhelmed, that's not a good thing either. So I know we had a really good, um, what did we have? We had, really, we had some really good economic numbers a couple weeks ago, and everybody was like, ah, you know what? Our recovery is, we're there. We don't need to worry about doing a second coronavirus aid package. We're going to be fine. But if we have these lockdowns, like the way a lot of people are thinking is going to happen, economy is basically just going to get shut down again. That's not going to be good. That's what I worry about. That's what all the businesses that I talk to, business owners that I talk to, they're like, what is the shutdown 2.0? What is that going to look like? We've been through it once before, looking at it again, filming this in early November. What is mid-December going to look like in the heart of the flu season? I don't know. Let's talk about it, though. Global economy, the coming wave of lockdowns. Not will there be a coming wave, but just. It's coming. It's coming. We've got to deal with it. Latest economic numbers showed record growth last week, but nobody is celebrating, said Courtney Brown and Felix Salmon at Axios. The emergence of much of the country from lockdown led to a startling economic growth of 33.1% in the last quarter. And that's what I was referencing, that 33.1% number. But these numbers are so skewed because we shut down the economy, we opened it back up, kind of fully opened it up. Those numbers are just, they're all, it's just so wildly skewed. But that number is deceptive. The economy is slowing again. And it's still as far below its peak as in the darkest days of the last recession. When you shut an entire economy down, those are that's kind of what happens. It's just, it's not pretty. It's ugly. The good number on economic growth also hides a lot of variation and suffering. Dense blue states are doing worse than open red states. Women are doing worse than men. Blacks are doing worse than whites. The poor are doing worse than the rich. Corporations, too, posted excellent results in their last earnings report, but these were overshadowed by the one word the investors didn't want to hear, said Bob Zanti at CNBC. And that one word, lockdown. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that because it just means, oh, we lose our freedom, shouldn't really go outside, don't go anywhere. All you businesses that are not deemed essential. You guys shut down. Everybody else continue just working from home. I've been surprised how many people there are that are literally 
still kind of in that really real bubble type lockdown of don't really go out don't really leave my home don't really have much contact with people do the occasional zoom call other than that i am locked down at home that's that's not my style it's not what that's not how i operate but i know there's a lot of people due to health reasons whatever just fear in general they don't want to go out they don't want to be out there don't want to go to restaurants I then uh, went out with my kids to a restaurant last Friday night. And um, first restaurant we went to was full. And that was great to see. And it feels like it's been that way for, I don't know, a couple of months now. Like things are kind of back to normal. And they're still not because if you own a restaurant and you're at maybe 50% capacity, you're, you're way below the numbers that you would normally be putting up, especially as we come into the holiday season. So if we do do a lockdown a lot of these businesses that have been just struggling, struggling, struggling to kind of hang on, it's not going to be good. So if there's any way to avoid that. I think a lot of people are just like, yeah, let's do that, whatever it takes to get through this. But let's not do a full full shutdown again. No, no, no. As of last week, 85% of the companies had beaten expectations. Talking about corporations. Uh, as of last week, 85% of companies have beaten expectations by an astounding 19% on average. Corporations doing really well. In the, and that's in the third quarter, a great sign of economic strengthening. Then soaring coronavirus case numbers in France and Germany prompted both countries to close bars, restaurants and theaters for a month. More countries are considering similar measures. Wall Street was betting on the global economy to keep improving as reopening proceeded, while a new stimulus package would be the bridge to a vaccine sometime in the second quarter of 2021. Congress failed to deliver on the stimulus before the election, and the potential for a resurgence of lockdowns undermines the reopening narrative. That's an explosive combination. I don't think we're going to see a stimulus package anytime soon. I think that's just going to get argued around between both parties and they're just going to keep arguing and claim the other side just isn't um, capitulating enough to what should be done that's what we've seen so far right i think you kind of keep seeing that and specifically like these kind of numbers the 33.1 percent increase in um, economic numbers where was that yeah uh, economic growth the 33.1 percent I know certain politicians are looking at that going, we don't need coronavirus 2.0 aid package. We're already doing just fine. Or we need a small one. We need a very small one. Help just the people who really need it. Rest of the country, you guys just need to figure it out. That is, that's a very real reality. That's what I think um, you will see happen. I don't, I don't have any complete faith in a second aid package getting put together. I think it's kind of on the back burner. Everybody's talking about it, but we've been talking about it for how long? So unless we go into a massive nationwide lockdown, I don't see that coronavirus 2.0 package coming any anytime soon. So Wall Street was betting on uh, the global economy to keep improving. Congress failed to deliver on the stimulus. More lockdowns would be a mistake, said the Wall Street Journal in an editorial. Europe was supposed to have done everything right to prevent another infection surge with mask mandates and closures. It didn't last. As before, the shutdowns are a blunderbuss response that won't eliminate the virus, but they will do considerable economic and public health damage. That's kind of where I'm at, is that this 
the coronavirus, you can't stop it. You can slow it down a little bit, but there is more damage done to people by shutting down the economy than if you just kept things open. Those people who need to go to work, they go to work. They make sure they're safe as they as they can be. Elderly, those at risk, get them out of the equation as best you can, and you got to carry on with life. That's kind of where I'm at. So the first shutdown to me was was absurd. You just don't shut down an economy. You don't do it. You keep things limping along, but you don't shut the whole thing down because that's just not that's just that's just not not how you do it as far as I'm concerned. But we did, and maybe we'll do it again here. 2.0. Europe's recovery is about to go in reverse, sending a ripple throughout the global economy. Fears of a market collapse were already at their highest levels in many years, said economist Robert Schiller at the New York Times. According to my surveys, an overwhelming majority of investors said there was a greater than 10% probability of an imminent market crash. The combination of high stock prices and investor fears makes this a high risk moment. One positive sign for the world economy is that Europe's lockdowns aren't as draconian as before, said Neil Umack, uh, Unmack at Breaking Views. Germany, for instance, is shutting bars, but not stores, while France intends to keep schools open. So the economic shock should be milder than the contraction caused by the first wave. The key question is how long the lockdowns last or how frequently they happen. It's all going to be based on the data and the science, right? No, we just take our best guess at these things and go, well, we're kind of in the ballpark here. We don't really know what we're doing. We think we've got a vaccine on the way, but is anybody going to take it without some long-term testing? Probably not, but it's going to make the stock market just feel really good about what's going on. Stock market goes up. All right, we don't have to have much of a coronavirus 2.08 package. Everything just looks hunky-dory. But those lockdowns, you got to keep those lockdowns kind of mitigated. We'll talk a lot about the lockdowns and the positive impact that the lockdowns should have. But we don't really know. We kind of just guess on all that stuff. And as a small business owner, you can't guess. You have to be open for business to make any money to feed the entire food chain. And so when you lock everything down and people just think, oh, well, you know, you'll just live off savings, that doesn't happen for a lot of people, including people who are supposed to be working on the daily to pay their bills. And then we've got all this crazy stuff like eviction moratorium, rent eviction moratorium, and all this other stuff that goes along with the lockdown, because when people can't work, it gets pretty crazy, right? So what do we do now? What we do know, said Mohammed El Iran at Bloomberg, Bloomberg News, is that what's happening in Europe is a leading indicator for the United States. And that's why I'm kind of bringing this up, is that a lot of people think we've got another lockdown coming and it's going to come sooner than later. The U.S. will see more hospitalizations and deaths and its own wave of closures. In response, the Fed will do its best to keep markets from collapsing and in the process, make the disconnect between a profitable Wall Street and a struggling Main Street even greater. So yeah, we've got this weird thing where the stock market isn't really reflecting what's going on on Main Street. We had the Main Street lending program. Got the stock market that doesn't really seem to have any correlation 
with the realities of what's going on with the economy right now. Because how many million people do we have unemployed? The joblessness numbers, those are not great. You've still got what 7.9% unemployment rate, the unemployment rate before uh, coronavirus was half that, maybe less. So you've got a lot of people that are out of work that haven't gone back to work since the first shutdown, second shutdown, you've, you've and you've already got a lot of businesses out of business can no longer compete. Some of those are businesses that moving forward in the era of Coronavirus, they are they're no longer good business models, they're no longer in in a pandemic age. They don't count. They once were something that was valid, legit. Some of those businesses just you're not going to see them not going to see them moving forward. Other businesses have emerged that have done just amazingly because they adapt and they're in the right spot at the right time. I feel like a lot of business in um, in these shutdowns, it's really arbitrary who gets shut down and who doesn't. Here in the state of Washington on that first shutdown, we had commercial construction stayed open, residential construction, not essential not essential to build homes, but essential to build commercial structures and schools and all kinds of other stuff. Is that a tax based dollar thing? I don't know. Is that just is that picking the winners? Yeah, absolutely. You're picking the winners and you're picking the losers. And to me, it's like, this isn't based on the data or the science, or anything even particularly close in between. You're just kind of randomly shutting businesses down. So I am hoping that there is a little bit more wisdom in this next shutdown. And maybe it's just and by shutdown or lockdown, maybe we are talking about restrictions. We all know that we have to wear a mask. I wear a mask wherever you need to. And that's that's not an easy thing. Um, I, and I think that's a really tough thing for a lot of people. And doing school at home, what a drag. I can't imagine doing that. And and just hunkering down in your own home all the time. Well, we get to that and this 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 shutdown or this lockdown. Man, I certainly hope not. What do you guys think? Put it in the comments. What would you guys like to see happen? If you had to do a lockdown, what would you do different this time than last time and still make this whole thing legit so that there is hopefully some kind of slowdown of the coronavirus? Or do we just face it head on, make sure we get our elderly out of the way or compromised out of the way, and everybody else just takes their risk and their chances with the Rona? But the issue there to me is that if you've got somebody in your family that you are seeing on a regular basis, maybe providing support to, you don't really have a choice. You either hunker down and kind of self-isolate or you don't see that other person. Because otherwise, you're putting them at risk. And that's the real struggle here throughout this whole thing, is that coronavirus is, it's supposed to be such a, such a contagious thing, right? And, and based on that, you can't just kind of run around willy nilly, do your own thing, and still be around people that you care about, if those people are compromised, you can't do it, it's a no go. So what do you do? You just don't end up seeing those people. I didn't see my own grandmother the last, I don't know, I guess, uh, four months of her life because she's in a nursing home and she was isolated in her bed and the coronavirus and didn't really get to see her, had to yell through a window, had one of those deals, and then she died in July. And um, 
that's just how life and the coronavirus ended for my grandmother in a nursing home. And that absolutely sucked. But it was what it was. So hopefully, in, if we have another shutdown here, it won't be quite as bad as that first one, it won't be quite as arbitrary. We'll have some more rules in place that kind of maybe, maybe determine a little bit better who and why should be locked down, who should be shut down, how do we handle this? Because we've already been through a lot of this stuff already, right? I mean, businesses, they know how to operate. And we've been operating just right on through, just kind of didn't really stop. But both our businesses were deemed essential also. And so we just kind of did our thing. And for the most part, we're able to socially isolate here, uh, for the most part, keep six feet of distance, that kind of thing. Um, but I haven't, I haven't stayed at home at all. I've kind of just done my normal thing. I've been in the gym, run around there. I've done, I've done one trip to Phoenix. You know, that's where I'm kind of at. And I've got another trip planned, maybe very, very soon. And you'll probably see me podcasting from there. So I don't know. Yeah, lockdown 2.0, not looking forward to it to that, that is going to really impact things, obviously, again, will we have it? Yeah, I think so. Will it be as bad as the first time? No. Will it be as strict as the first time? No, I don't think so. Because we didn't really know what we were dealing with then. And we weren't as close as we are to a vaccine now. So I think it's, it's kind of about stopping the spread or the message of that's what we should be doing. Because to kind of just let everybody just roam around and look at these numbers and go, well, I know they're, they're going through the roof, but we're just not going to do anything. That's where I kind of see the politicians going, these numbers are really, they're really skyrocketing. What should we do? We need to do something. Otherwise, we will look like we are ineffective with our jobs. So I think one's coming. I think a lockdown is coming. To what extent? Less than the first time. Will it be horrible? No. Will it be annoying? Yeah. Can we live through it? Yeah. Maybe they could wait until after the Christmas season. I just want to be able to do my Christmas shopping like normal, what, on Amazon? I don't know. I want to be able to go to a store or two, maybe do a couple of things. But with the cases we've got here in the state of Washington, they're going up, not going down. Death count. Death count's been pretty low. I mean, if you, I don't know where you guys are staying, not staying, but I don't know where you guys are living, but death count here in the state of Washington, it's, it, hasn't, it hasn't been terribly um, scary. It's been pretty minimal. A few people a day, something like that, not that much. So is there justification for doing a complete lockdown? I don't think so. And as close as we are to a vaccine, if if we are that close to a vaccine, I keep hearing that. I know the stock market had a big rally today. It was kind of based on that. But um, I don't place a lot of weight on that because I think the stock market is wildly disconnected from the rest of reality, kind of like the housing market, kind of like what I deal with on a day-to-day basis. I spend most of my day talking with real estate brokers who are either needing to convince their buyers or sellers just how strong the market is, because everything else isn't that strong. The unemployment, the jobs numbers, economic growth, all that stuff is still kind of reflecting where we were during the, the early days of the lockdown back in March. We're still being impacted by that. But stock market and housing has just been off to the races. 
that didn't really slow down much at all. I know we had to slow down initially, but the stock market just got rocked on the onset of coronavirus. But since then, man, that's been off to the races. Just sky's the limit. No slowdown here. No pandemic here. But as we get more information on another global lockdown or even just a United States lockdown, I will report that right here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So thanks again. I just wanted to kind of touch on coronavirus in this podcast. Hopefully I did an okay job covering that. And um, these are things that in real estate we think about all the time is if we have another lockdown, what's that going to look like? How are we going to get through that? So I thought, ah, let's just do a podcast on it. Let's just talk about it a little bit. That's what we did. Thanks for joining in. Again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I will catch you guys on the next one. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.